Good morning. This is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad. Let us rejoice and be glad. I know you see the pink that our singers and our choir have, and you see our program and recognition of breast awareness and cancer that we all know that someone in our families, some of our friends, uh, we will be lifting for the rest of the month as we have been. The need for health, our uh, men ministry right now, they're finishing up with a doctor who's talking about health. So our opening prayer this morning, we want to talk to the Lord about our health. Let us pray together. Oh, Heavenly Father, we thank you for this day. We thank you for allowing us to assemble again. It wasn't because we were so great or we did anything so magnificent. It was because of your grace and your mercy. And we just want to say thank you, Lord. We know that many of us are aging and our health isn't what it used to be, but we'd like to just praise your holy name for the health industry and for the doctors and the nurses and the technicians and researchers all over this world. This morning, Lord, we ask a special blessing upon them. We know that they too are called to your mission to do the things that you have assigned to them. And we lift them this morning. And now, Lord, as we enter this service, we are here to worship you. Let us put anything in our hearts and our minds behind us and out of our spirits right now as we unite knowing that you are all powerful. You are the one that can do anything and we believe in healing, Lord, and we believe in your miraculous power. Now, Lord, as the word comes forth from the pastor today, we know that that contains healing for a dying world. We ask that you let us open our hearts and our minds. And most important, when we leave this place, let us not be so selfish that we keep it to ourselves, but we leave here knowing we are on mission, sharing with someone else. It is in the precious name of Jesus that we all say amen, amen, and amen. Receive our music for the morning. Come on, stand to your feet. We're going to give him glory this morning. Anybody glad? Here we go. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You are worthy. You are worthy. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You get the highest praise. You get the highest Hallelujah. praise. Hallelujah. You are holy. You are holy. Lord, we exalt. Lord, we Holy, you are holy. You 
Today I'm a, a day closer to a 64-year-old birthday. Tomorrow, I'm glad because God has been good to me. He brought me all over these 40-some years mama been gone. 20-some years daddy been gone. I'm standing here. I'm standing here proclaiming the name of Jesus because today left him in my heart. Thank God for my parents. Thank God for my family. Thank God for my church. Thank God for him living in my heart. Glad this morning. I just want to say, Lord, we thank you. We come here to worship today, Lord. We come here knowing that everything is not right in the world. But you know that we know who holds the world in his hand. People are talking about the ecumenical society and, the, and then they've got the scientists saying, well, the world is maybe 6,000 years old. Maybe the world is 60 million years old. But I know one thing, that uh, in the beginning was the Word. The Word was God and the Word was with God. Yes, Lord. We know that you've been here for us and been here with us. Your greatness is untold. Your mercies, every day we receive, we're not even worthy for them, Lord. We just ask and pray that you continue to show us favor and show us grace. Continue to bless this beacon right here, K Chapel, in the middle of this oasis, Lord. Bless this church, bless this family, bless this leadership, our pastor, Continue to give him wisdom and knowledge, Lord. Continue to give the wisdom and knowledge to the men and the women that are following him and carrying out his orders, Lord. Let us be one. Let us be in one step with one another, Lord. So when the world look at us, they can say, there go the people that are doing great things for their God. They might want to come and join us sometime and be a part of this band of Christians. Lord, we just ask you to go into the sick room of the ones here on our sick list, Father, and our, and our church family and so many of us in our families near and far, Lord, I have my brothers going through heart surgery, I got sister with cancer. Lord, we just ask you to go into their homes and touch them. We got family members right here. We got uh, church members that that sitting in the ICU and, and on their sick beds. Lord, we ask you to touch them, Lord. We know you're still able to heal. You're still able to deliver. You're still able to set free. Lord, we just ask you to go into those and, and, and come into this room today, Heavenly Father. Let your Holy Spirit just brush us, touch up against us, Lord, that we might feel your Spirit in our hearts, moving along, moving along all our hearts. Touch the man who's going to stand in John's shoes today, Lord. We love you and we thank you. And we give you all the praise and glory. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. A simple song says, all my praise belongs to you this morning. Does your praise belong to him? Does your praise belong to him? The Bible says, let the redeemed of the Lord say so. So say so this morning and give him your best praise. The song says, awesome God you are. Awesome God you are. Mighty deliverer. Worship you. 
let us remain standing. All our praise belongs to God. Every good and perfect gift come down from the Father which is in heaven. All I am and all I hope to be comes from the Lord. Thank the Lord. Praise his holy name. Amen. 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 Let us remain standing for our responsive reading. Having been led as we believe by the Spirit of God to receive the Lord Jesus Christ as our Savior. do now in the presence of God, angels, and his this assembly most solemnly and joyfully enter into covenant with one another as one body in Christ. To promote its prosperity and spirituality, to sustain its worship, ordinances, discipline, and doctrines. We also engage to maintain family and secret devotion, to religiously educate our children, to seek the salvation of our kindred and acquaintance. To avoid all tattling, backbiting, and excessive anger. We further engage to watch over one another in brotherly love. to take offense, but always ready for reconciliation and mindful of the rules of our Savior to secure it without delay. All the more were engaged that when we move from this place, we will, as soon as possible, unite with some other church where we can carry out the spirit of this covenant and the principles of God's word. Amen. At this time, we will transition uh, to this little light of mine.
morning, Katie Chapel. The annual Parent and Youth Ball kickoff will take place on today at 1 p.m. in the Family Life Center gym. And don't forget the health ministry is inviting you to wear pink on next Sunday, October the 27th, in recognition of Breast Cancer Awareness Month. And you can stop by the Old Fellowship Hall today between services to learn more about the Making Strides Against Breast Cancer Walk. A member of the health ministry team will be there to offer you the opportunity to sign up or learn how to offer support. The Walton Elementary Career Day will take place on this Friday, October the 25th. For more information on how to become involved, please see Sister Alistair Morgan. The K-Jackwell Children's Department will create holiday cards for soldiers. If you have a family member or a friend serving in the U.S. military, please submit their name and address to Francis Mack or Sandra Crowley by November the 3rd. And please be sure to check our bulletins and the bulletin boards for additional announcements and upcoming community events. And to share your ministry news with the K-Chapel family, just send an email to kchapelannouncements at yahoo.com or you can go to the Submit Info tab on the K-Chapel app. But be sure to get your announcements in by noon on Tuesday of each week. All right. Well, good morning, everyone. Well, you just saw the announcement. I just want to remind everyone, today is today. We've been preparing you all for about a month now for the parent youth kickoff. So since I've given you such a long time to prepare yourselves and your schedule, I should have not sit in the empty seats in the, in the gym today. Amen? All right. Today is important because we're going to make sure that all the youth who are part of this church and youth who are possibly coming to our church receive good information and also be prepared to know what they're required to do to be within the youth department. Your child has been here all this time. If they have not got involved, then we have to work on getting that part taken care of. And today is today we're going to try to get all the information to you all to be, to be disseminated out to a point to where you all can receive it in well order. Amen? Amen. See you out at 11 o'clock service. Now, I know it's 8 o'clock service and y'all tend to go home, but come on back. All right? Amen. Amen. Let the church say amen. amen. Let's say amen again. Amen. Good to see each of you on this morning. This is the day that the Lord has made. We're rejoicing and glad about it. Amen. amen. We are rejoicing also in all of our new members. And so as we prepare to recognize uh, those of you who are visiting with us, we want to fellowship in all of our new members uh, at this 8 o'clock service. If you're here, won't you come down and join us now? Jonathan Battle. Uh, Bobby Bryant Jr., Joyce Fortenberry, Limus Magruder, Anita Robinson, and Neil Robinson. If you're here, won't you join us this morning for the right hand of fellowship? While they're coming, we're going to ask all of you who are visiting with us, if you will stand now, that we might greet you in the, in the precious name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. If you're visiting with us here at K-Chapel, won't you stand now? Let us see you. All of our visitors, won't you stand? Amen. God bless you. Good to see you this morning. Good to see you this morning. Amen. Come on, K-Chapel. Give them a great big hand. Amen. We thank God for your presence on this morning. Whenever your schedule is allowed, we want you to come back right here and worship with us here at K-Chapel. If you're looking for a church home, we're going to convince you before you leave here that you just found home. We're going to give you something also you can't get anywhere else but right here at K-Chapel. You're welcome.
morning. It is at this time each Sunday morning that you receive information on those that you can minister to. We're going to ask that you continue to stay in prayer for all of our bereaved families. Mother Dolores Curry lost her niece, Miss Rosemary Stamps. A memorial service will be held on Wednesday, October 23rd at the Tabernacle Christian Fellowship Church at 1 o'clock p.m. Sister Alina Price lost her cousin, and correct me if I don't pronounce this correctly, Viola Snow Eubanks in Atlanta. Funeral details are incomplete at this time. Sister Ann Alexander lost her son, Reginald Antonio Harris. Sister Loretta Williams lost her husband, Mr. Alonzo Williams. And Sister Rochelle Bingham lost her uncle. We still have in the hospital both Sister Thelma Long and Kenny Williams. And also continue to pray for those that are recovering at home. Mr. A.J. Mack, Walter, Coach Walter Griffin, Brother Frank Blunson, Sister Dorothy Aldrich, Mother Triplett, Sister Vera Collins, Sister Aletha Lewis, and Destiny Smith. And as I always say, pray when you can, visit where you can, and each day, because of your health, thank the Lord that you can. Also, I have a card here from Elnora Cropper and the Everett family thanking you for all that you've done during their time of loss. I have a note here that says there's a Black Ford Expedition with a Hines County tag number HNB338. Your headlights are on. That's HNB338. Thank you. morning church it's time for giving we give because we demonstrate our obedience to God's word we give because we want to see the kingdom God's kingdom grow through the mission and the ministry that occur here and around the world through case chapel none can serve two masters Either you will hate one and love the other, or you will devote to one and despise the other. You cannot serve both God and money. The word of God for the people of God.
I know I'm not the only one he's been good to. Come on now. You've been so good. Oh, if you're not ashamed to raise your hand and give him glory for all he's done. Food on your table. Clothes <laughs> on your back. You've been so good, Jesus. I just can't keep it. I just can't keep it to myself. I gotta say glory. I gotta say hallelujah. I gotta give you the praise. I gotta, I gotta give you the praise. Oh, you've been so good to me, to me. Come on.
you ought to just go back and remember just how good God has been. Somebody ought to go back and remember where the Lord has brought you from. So somebody ought to go back and remember that you didn't always be where you are right now. You, somebody's been down on a sick bed before and you're not just singing a song, but he healed your body. Somebody's had doors closed in your face and he's opened doors. Say you've been so, so good. You've been mighty, mighty good. So, so good. You've been so good. Say it one more time, you. God has been how good God is and how good God continues to be tell your neighbor he's a good God he's a good God he's he's a good God he's a good God and he's been good to me don't get it twisted don't mean I get everything I want That doesn't mean that every prayer I prayed has been answered the way I prayed it. But in spite of it all, I can still say God's been good. God's been good. God's been good. And Paul has something for us to consider this morning about living in the goodness of God. When he writes to the church at Philippi in the fourth chapter, beginning with the 11th verse, these words you'll find, not that I speak in respect of want, for I've learned that whatsoever state I am therewith to be content. I know both how to be a base and I know how to abound. Everywhere and in all things I am instructed both to be full and to be hungry, both to abound and to suffer need. I can do all things through Christ which strengtheneth me. Amen. You may be seated if you can in the presence of the Lord. I want to talk from the subject this morning, content living. Content living. This is a favorite passage for a lot of Christians, me included. I frankly love this passage, Marino, because of how it's written and for what it says, Powell, and 
and for what its implications can be in the believer's life. But if I can be honest with you for just a moment, though I love what it says, and though I love how it's written and what it can mean if properly apply, applied, content living doesn't come easily. Especially when you live in a world that is filled with disconsenting circumstances. Disconcerting and discontenting circumstances. It's, it's hard to be content. When you see police officers kill innocent people in their own homes, people who are eating ice cream and playing video games, and even when convicted of murder, one gets less time than others who have been convicted of lesser charges. It's hard to be content, y'all. It's hard to be content when you see Felicity Huffman pay hundreds of thousands of dollars to steal admission slots for her daughter to go to college and get a 14-day sentence when Willie Smith of Waco, Texas steals a rack of ribs and gets 50 years. Literally, Huffman paid hundreds of thousands of dollars for USC uh, tuition uh, for her daughters to get that slot, tuition at USC costs about $52,000 a year. That comes about $208,000 that she stole. Yeah. Willie Smith got 50 years for $35 slab, slab of ribs. It's hard to be content when you see a system advantaging one group over others. It's hard to be content when you know that the rules don't apply to everybody in the same way. It's it's hard to be content when you've got to work twice as hard to get half as far. It's hard to be content when you see people compartmentalize their faith to rally around an immoral, indecent, unethical, and unprincipled leader because they agree with his politics. It's hard to be content when you live in a state that continues to fly a racist flag, refuses to fully fund public education, and chooses to close hospitals rather than expand Medicaid. It's hard to be content. When you see the slow deterioration of our own city, some of which is done to us, but some of which is done by us. It's hard to be content. Hard to be content. Content living sometimes is easier said than it is done. But good news this morning, contentment is not impossible. For I heard Paul say in his conclusion, I can do all things through Christ, which strengtheneth me. In the face of inequity and injustice then, this text tells me that I can be content. In the face of racism, I can be content. Faced with the threat of crimes and continuing killings, I can be content not because, not because, not because I'm okay with it, but because I have something greater inside of me. For greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. Paul said, I've learned in whatsoever state I am. Therewith to be content, which suggests that living a content life 
is not something that people inherently know how to do. But it's something you got to learn how to do. It's not something that you come here understanding how to do, but it's something that life teaches you if you will learn. I've learned, Paul says, how to be content. If you're going to live a content life, the first thing you got to learn is how not to compare. If you're going to live a content life, you got to learn how not to compare. Content living will evade you as long as you compare your life and your lot to somebody else's. Wish I had a witness in here. The reason some of you are not as content as you could be is because you keep looking on Facebook at what your friends are doing. Amen, lights. You, you, you're not as content as you could be because you keep looking on Instagram and seeing the vacations that they are taking and, and the house that they are building and, and the person that they are marrying and then you look at your own. You go to poking your mouth out. Y'all ain't talking to me in here. Comparing what you have to what they have. But if you're going to learn how to be content, the first lesson is stop comparing your blessing to somebody else's. Five or six more folk ought to say it amen right there. Instead of comparing what you have to somebody else's, be thankful for your blessing. Be grateful for what God has given to you. Be thankful for what God has given to you. The songwriter had it right when he said, you may not drive a great Greek Cadillac against the white walls, TV antenna on the back. You may not have a car at all, but remember, brothers and sisters, you can still stand tall. Be thankful for what you... Be thankful for what you got. I believe somebody woke up just then. Somebody woke up. Be thankful for what you got. Diamond in the back, sunroof top, sitting in the scene with a... Uh-huh. In other words, you don't have to have what somebody else has in order to be content. Learn to be thankful for what you have. If you don't have a Bentley, thank God for your BMW. If you don't have a BMW, thank God for your Buick. If you don't have a Buick, thank God for your bike. If you don't have a bike, thank God for bus fare. If you don't have bus fare, thank God for a body that has Mike and Ike. If you don't have Mike and Ike, thank God like I saw the brother who was on Livingston Road rolling in a wheelchair, going where he was. Thank God for what you got. Paul said, I've learned, I've learned, I've learned in whatever state I am to be content. said, I've learned in whatsoever state I am. Watch that I am. I'm not looking at you. Whatever state I am, I must stop comparing myself and be thankful for what I have. If you're going to be content with where you are and what you are, you cannot be concerned with where your neighbor is. In whatsoever state I am, wherever I am, whatever I am, whoever I am, however I am, whenever I am, I'm not going to lose sight of whose I am and what God is doing in my life. Do I have a witness in here? Yeah, quit, 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 quit tripping over what God is doing for somebody else. Watch this and let me help somebody. Learn how to celebrate your neighbor. Le learn how to celebrate 
when God hooks them up and when God blesses them because when you can bless the Lord for what he's doing in somebody else's life, God knows that, watch this, that, that he can trust you with what he's going to do in your life. Ah. Got to learn. T- tell your neighbor, don't compare. Don't compare. Don't compare. Don't, don't look. Don't look at what he's doing with me. Thank God at what he's done for you. Don't look at what he's doing for her. Thank God at what he's doing for you. Quit looking at her husband. Thank God for yours. Quit looking at his wife. Y'all ain't talking to me in here. Thank God for yours. Oh, don't act like, don't act, oh, don't act. Some of y'all got the nerve to bring up other folks' relationships in your relationship. The devil is a lie. You better start watering your own grass. Secondly, secondly, if you're going to live a content life, you've got to learn, secondly, not only how to, not how to compare, you've got to learn how not to compete. You've got to learn how not to compete. I've learned in whatsoever state I am, therewith. Somebody say therewith. Therewith, that term therewith is what I want to concentrate on. For in it you hear a determined Paul. In therewith, in therewith you hear a resolute Paul. You hear a Paul who has learned not only not to compare, but rather to live his life also not in competition. Therewith. Therewith what I have. Therewith what God has given to me. In other words, I'm, I'm not going to compare and I'm also, watch this, not going to compete because it's not necessary in the first place. Paul says, I've learned to be content therewith. Therewith what? Therewith what God has given me and whatever God gives me is enough. Lord, help somebody learn this this morning because you've been competing with somebody else for a long time. Siblings have been competing with siblings for a long time for mama's affection and for daddy's attention. Coworkers are competing with each other. Neighbors are competing with each other. Families are competing with each other. Preachers are competing with each other. And one of the reasons we stay in a cycle of competition is because a lot of us have not learned how to celebrate success. Stay with me. You cannot be content when you're always looking at the next thing. Lord, help me preach this the way I feel it. You you cannot be content when you're always looking up the road rather than thanking God that you own the road. I I wish I had five or six witnesses right here. You, you, you cannot be content when you're always looking at the next thing, planning for the next thing, preparing for the next thing. At some point, you got to stop and think and thank God for the right now. For what he's doing right now. For how he's blessing right now. For where he brought you from right now. Like David did. David did. The book in, in, in the book of Samuel. He says that, that David. First Samuel. What David is bringing. The Ark of the Covenant back to Jerusalem. The Bible says that every six steps that David took. David stopped and killed a bull and a fatted calf. And danced unto the Lord. Every six steps. Every six steps he stopped. Made a sacrifice. And gave God praise. 
And I can see some of the folks saying, David, it don't take all that. We ain't going to ever make it to Jerusalem if you keep stopping every six steps, killing a fatty cow, and we got to praise, and you go to dance, and we ain't going to ever make it to Jerusalem. David said, no, you don't understand every step I take. I thank God for every step, and I'm going to thank God for every step because I know that even though I'm not where I'm going, I thank God I'm not where I was. And so every step I take, I'm going to give God praise. Because I know I'm closer now than I was before. So every six steps. I'm going to celebrate. You got to learn. You got to learn how to celebrate your milestones. Quit being in such a big hurry trying to get to the end that you don't thank God for the journey. Learn, learn how to celebrate every little accomplishment. So, so what? Your child didn't get straight A's. He got a B. And it's a B more than he got last semester. Thank God for the B. Y'all ain't talking to me in here. She, 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 she got a, a B plus and, and came from a C minus. Thank God for the progress. Even if they aren't there yet, they're moving in the right direction. You got to learn how to thank God when stuff is just moving in the right direction. May not be there yet, but we're moving in the right direction. Do I have a witness in here? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you cannot be thankful. And be content when you are in perpetual competition with somebody else. They build a new house. You can't afford one, but you. You go getting out your plans. They go on vacation. You call your travel agent. Ain't got no travel agent. You, you say you got one. I'm calling my travel agent. Really? They get married. You go online. He look good. <laughs> Quit competing. Quit competing. Thirdly, thirdly, if you're going to live a content life, if you're going to live a content life, you got to learn how not to complain. Oh, this is blessing me if it ain't blessing you. You got to learn how not to complain. Paul says, I've learned in whatever state I am, therewith to be content. In other words, he says, you know what? Whatever state I am, I'm not going to complain about it. I'm good. 
I'm I'm going to be good with where I am, with what I have, uh, to be at peace with where I am and not complain. Be thankful for what I have and not complain. Some of us have a spirit of complaining. If we have not perfected anything else, we perfected. How to complain. Amen, lights. Came in here this morning complaining. Why so hot in here? Before we leave, somebody gonna say, Why so cold in here? Can't be content if you're always complaining. Stop complaining about everything. I know it's not perfect, but thank God that is meeting your needs. Don't get me wrong. The sermon is not intended to say to you that you need to learn how to just accept everything and anything. It does not suggest that you don't challenge wrong where it exists or unfairness or raise issues that need to be raised. Neither am I telling you to lower your standards or your values and learn to be content with anything and everything that comes your way. No, be clear. This passage is not telling us that we should not have aspirations and inspiration. This passage is not teaching us that we should not have high standards for our personal lives and achievements. This passage is not teaching us to give up on excelling and reaching high-level goals. No, quite the contrary. Look at it. Paul says, I've learned how to handle life no matter what it brings to me. I've learned how to handle life no matter what happens to me. I've learned, watch this, how to make ends meet when things are based. <laughs> he said, he said, watch it, it's in the text. He said, I know how to be abased. I know how to abound. In other words, he said, listen, if I don't have a lot, I'm good. Because he said, listen, I was a tent maker and I know how to make ends meet. I, I know how to make stuff happen. I, I, I can use my hands and if it come down to it, if they don't pay me for preaching, I know how to earn a living. If they don't pay me for preaching, that's all right. I know how to cut yards. You don't pay me for, that's all right. We'll find a way. Wish y'all would come on and talk to me here. He said, I've learned in whatsoever state I am to be content. In other words, I can make ends meet. Not because of who I am, but because of whose I am. He says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Wish I had a witness in here. He says, in other words, luxury is not required in order for me to live my best life. I know how to be a base. I know how to bound. In other words, I can live large, but I can make it with little. Paul is not suggesting, however, that we shun wealth. But what he is saying is, know how to survive when it gets lean. I wish, I wish, I wish. Some, some of us have, have forgotten how to survive. Some of us have forgotten what survival looks like. Some of us have forgotten how to make ends meet and we think that we got to have the best of in order yet to have a good life. But you got to learn, fourthly, how to live with less. That, that, that's my fourth point. You got to learn, if you're going to be content, you got to learn how to live with less. In other words, you got to learn how when things go uh, get lean and, and the pantry is not full, uh, that you don't freak out. That if you don't have salmon, if you got a can of sardines, wish I had a witness in here, that, that you know how to open them sardines, put you some hot sauce on them, 
Wish I had two or three witnesses in here. Get you three or four saltine crackers and slide it down the middle and, and call it an hors d'oeuvre. Wish y'all would talk to me in here. You, 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 don't, you, don't, you don't have to go to char. No, you can be glad that you got some charcoal and go home and put some char on anything you got in your... I can char my burgers. I can char cheese if I need to. It don't matter. I can put char marks on anything. I learned. I learned. It don't take all that in order to be content. Thank God. Thank God. Thank God. Thank God that Grandmama taught some of y'all how, how to how to plant seeds. Yeah, how to hoe in the garden and how to weed and, and get your own produce. And, and you ain't got to go and buy no melons. You can go and pick a melon. You can go and pick tomatoes and cucumbers and okra. Y'all looking at me like y'all don't know what I'm talking about. Some of us need to go back and remember how to live with less. I've learned. If I don't have pot roast. Give me some pot liquor. Cornbread. I'll be all right. Wish I had a witness in here. If I don't get pork chops, give me some pigtails. I know what to do with that. Wish I had a witness in here. If I don't get rib, rib, if I don't get rib, uh, rib eyes, give me some rag bologna. I know how to cut it. Thick. Hold you all night long. Wish I had a witness in here. I don't need craft cheese back in the day. Give me some government cheese. Put it on some white bread. Turn the iron on. I don't, need, I don't even need no, no pan. Give me a hot iron. I know how to put foil on it. And Y'all ain't talking to me in here. You need a hot grilled cheese sandwich? We know how to do that. Some of y'all look at me today. Y'all ain't been there. Y'all ain't been there. Learn how to live with less. And when you learn how to live with less, last thing, you're going to be content. You will then know how to make it with the master. When you learn how to live with less, you've also learned that you can make it with the master. Verse 19 says, but my God shall supply all of my need according to his riches in glory. Do I have a witness here? That's it. That's all I got. Paul says the reason I'm not worried and the reason I have such a contented disposition is because that I know when it comes down to it, my God shall supply all my need. I'm not worried about what my neighbor has. I'm not worried about what my neighbor's doing because I know that my God shall supply all my need. I'm not worried about keeping up with the Joneses, the Smiths, or the Washingtons. Because I know that my God shall supply all of my need. Do I have a witness here? I I'm not going to compete with what you got. But I'm going to thank God for what I got. 
because I know that my God is supplying my need. Is there anybody here who can testify today that God has been supplying your need? In the Lord, all right today. Is there anybody in here who can testify today that through it all God has given you everything that you needed? You may not have everything you wanted to have, but God gave you everything you needed. In the Lord, all right. You may not have everything that makes you a big star but God made sure that he came through in the nick of time you ought to thank God today that he is a God who will supply he is a God who has what you need and when you call him I'm a living witness that God will give you everything you need if you're not too ashamed you ought to stand on your feet and testify today that I serve a God who is giving me everything that I need he might not give me what I want but he gives me what I need say yes say yes and because of that because watch this y'all I'm through because God supplies my needs watch it I'm content doesn't mean watch it doesn't mean that I have no goals doesn't mean that I have no aspirations but watch it it means that while I am where I am I can thank God for who I am I've learned I've learned in whatever state I am to be content if you're here this morning I want to do something because there's someone here with a discontented heart. And that discontent may not have anything to do with things. Nothing to do with material possessions, wealth, or professional career. That, that discontent, though it may come off in those areas, I, I'd, be willing, I'd be willing to suggest to you that it's deeper than that. The discontent may very well be that there's something yet unsettled in your heart. The discontent may very well be that you have not gotten, watch this, this is what the old folk used to say, your business fixed. The business of who is my father? And who is my savior? That's the first thing that will bring contentment. Deciding that, you know what? 
I'm giving my life to God through Jesus Christ. There can be no greater contentment than having a relationship with God through Jesus. So that's the first order of business. But then there's a second level of business. Perhaps you've gotten that business fixed, but you don't have the business fixed of being in fellowship formally with brothers and sisters to call your own. You haven't gotten the business fix of settling into a place that serves as your spiritual home and saying, you know what, I'm making a commitment. If you have commitment issues, God can work that out too. I want to invite you to do something. I want to invite you to listen. You, you all sat down, but I'm going to ask you all to stand up one more time. I'm sorry. Go ahead and stand. Okay, I'm not sorry, but I need you. I just need you to need you to do that. Because now that you're standing up, the persons or the people who need to make those commitments, the commitments to Christ or the commitment to church home, now that you're standing up, all you got to do is stand out. Now that you're standing up, all you got to do is make your way because the doors of the church are open. You can come now. By letter, by Christian experience as a candidate for baptism. You're standing up. Come on and stand out. God bless you. Come on, come on, come on, come on. Oh, you've been, you've been. You've been, you've been, you've been. It's commitment time. It's commitment time. It's commitment time. Whoever you are, whoever you are, make the commitment this morning. Give your life to Christ. Give your hands to us that we might work together and walk together in this thing called Christian unity, fellowship of brothers and sisters. Come now. It's commitment time. Come now. Come on, come on. Hey, you've been, you've been better than good. So good.
coming to us by Christian experience. Hallelujah. That means you have been baptized. You have been baptized. Yes. You have been a member of a church before. Yes. If this church accepts you as a member, are you willing to work with us? Yes. Are you willing to study with us? Yes. Amen. I'm going to ask that you go with Sister Butler. Sister Butler, that you be scheduled for your orientation classes. Bingham has a testimony. Hallelujah. Good, good, good morning. I'm just standing here to say God is so good. A year and a half ago, I had a massive stroke. And my husband, brother, father had passed that Saturday. I had the stroke that Sunday. He was going to leave. And something told him to come back. He forgot something and found me on the floor. God is good. I have lost two aunts and one uncle in this past year. But like Reverend Bucket said, I'm content. I'm blessed. I don't complain. I went to the specialist the other week. He said, Miss Bingham saying the stroke is bad on paper. He said, but what are you doing? That you're doing things that you don't supposed to be doing. There is a God. He called in another doctor. He said, am I reading this right? He said, this lady here don't supposed to be walking. Supposed to be talking. She doesn't supposed to be doing anything but in the wheelchair. But God, look at me now, God. Talk, talk, talk. Yeah. 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 Nothing but God. Oh, yeah. And this day, I'm stronger. My God. I am so content. Mm. I don't complain. My God. I don't complain. Yeah, yeah. Thank you, Jesus. My God. What a Somebody testimony. bless his name. 
Hallelujah. All others are coming for prayer. My God. And mm. I'm going to ask Reverend Bruce if he would administer mm. this prayer. Thank you, God. We ask that your church family grab the hand of your neighbor so that we go to God as a single body. Most holy God, we come now thanking you for another day. Dear God, you didn't have to do it, but you did. And we are grateful for all that you have done, all that you are doing, and all that you will do. Dear God, we have those coming for prayer this morning. Dear God, we may not know what the need is, but we know that you do. So we ask that you touch each and every one of them. Wrap your arms around them. Whisper into their ear to remind them that you promised us that you'd never leave us or forsake us. Dear God, if it's sickness, we ask that you heal. If it's grieving, dear God, we ask that you comfort. Dear God, if it's confusion, we ask that you add clarity. Dear God, for we know that you have all power in your hand. And dear God, we ask that you wrap your arms around the entire congregation in order that we look out for one another, that we can call on each other in our time of distress. Dear God, we ask that you hear this prayer that's uttered in the name of your Son and our Savior, Jesus Christ. Let every heart in the building say amen. Amen. Amen <coughs> and amen. Amen. Come on, stand to your feet. Come on, stand to your feet. Amen. Listen, do me a favor. Look at your neighbor, any neighbor, and look them in the eye and say, stop comparing. Stop competing. Stop complaining. And live content. Now may the grace of God and the sweet communion of his Holy Spirit rest, rule, and abide with each of you now, henceforth, and forevermore. In the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. Amen and amen. God bless you. Go in peace.